buckle up. Thank you for listening to Musicians and Beyond with John Sarabian and Mark Lawhorn. And we bring you all the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music industry. Today's episode number 10, double digits, is in honor of Police Chief David Scott, who's battling multiple types of cancer. Go to his Instagram page at Team14Strong and get some swag and help support Chief Scott on his road to recovery. And that also helps the Jimmy Fund in the America Cancer Society. Today, we have a incredible woman that you have seen on the fields of the Red Sox, the Patriots, the courts of the Celtics, the ice of the Bruins, tracks of horse racing in NASCAR. Right. Right? See? Such a big fan, John. Right? I am. I'm your biggest fan, Vanessa. Good. We all need a little... So, I don't even have to really introduce her, but... Let's welcome Vanessa. Formerly Salvucci. I'm so used to saying Vanessa Salvucci, but she just came back. You've had the longest honeymoon of anyone I know. (laughs) And we were only able to get away for like, believe it or not, eight days. But you know where we kicked off our honeymoon, John? Where was that? Nashville. Nashville. Let's let's hear about this. This is awesome. So you met a wonderful guy, Adam. I met the love of... Actually, our first date was uh, was at Exchange Street Bistro, just right down the street. Wow, how cute. <laughs> yes, how I, cute I did. I, I met the, the love of my life. Yeah, he's a he's a good man and a lucky man. He's he's a lucky man, and I'm, I'm a very lucky lady. All right. And I met him at, you know, 36. So ladies, wait till it's right. Don't fade into the biological clock. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, you have been in this music industry for quite a long time. I guess so, yeah. At 12 years old, at 12 years old, you did more than a lot of aspiring musicians could reach. You sang Fenway Park. I did. At the Red Sox game at the age of 12. That's incredible. That's right. And at the time, remember, this is the old Fenway. So I think the the amount of uh, fans was maybe even 15,000 less. than now but yes i did that was my first big performance that is really cool how do you get involved with something like that at that age yeah i think my mother sent in some kind of a recording and a lot of kids get to do that but um i was one of them and it was really really cool they actually called me back three times that same year so i actually sang at fenway three times when i was 12 and then not again till i was probably 35 wow So you must have been pretty good. (laughs) So you've you've actually been on the field a couple of times doing the National Anthem, and you have another gig there on occasion. A few summers back, yes, I was actually uh, DJing the Fan Zone for the kids. That was really fun on Van Ness Street. That was so appropriate. What do you mean for the kids? I was there listening. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I think I did see you. (laughs) Of course you were, Mark. Yeah, there's uh, there's an agency that sometimes um, gets to hook up some local DJs and DJ for for fun events, whether it's a corporate event up at the private clubs, EMC club, and then um, down on the field. It's really, really good time. Great. For the kids, you know. That is fun. You do everything. You're a singer, a songwriter, an actress, a DJ, Uh, now a wife. I guess I am. I I guess I am. I don't see myself wearing all those hats, but you know, when someone else tells you that. You got um, a lot of stuff going on, kid. Yes, I do, John. Thank you. Yeah. You do. We've seen you on TV. On the ra- hear you on the radio. Let's not forget, you are a songwriter as well. I have <laughs> written a few songs. Um, I definitely have. Uh, my my Mother's Day song to my mom, that was probably, probably wrote it like 10 years ago, but that was probably the most sentimental one. And that is uh, talking about how you get to a certain point in life where you realize your parents are kind of turning into your children. 
and uh, <laughs> you become the sole caretaker and you start acting like them and worrying as they do and circle of life. So that is cool. <laughs> it's a great song and it's a great tribute to your mother. And your I appreciate so. that. You know, it's um, I, I want to give a shout out to um, one of my favorite guitar gurus, Mr. Joe Filoni, who um, when I went and sang the melody of the song to him, he kind of uh, built the track around my voice. So that was really helpful and inspiring. Well, we've been talking to Joe and Joe was going to be a guest on the show. We were hoping to get him in here and have a little fun with you too today. I but know. And he teaches during the day, yeah. um, guitar lessons over at, uh, Carlino guitars in Medford. So yeah. he couldn't get out, but we have our first, um, gig of the summer and that starts. Can I talk about that for yes, a second? Yes, let's do that. So, Absolutely. yep. Um, um, speaking of, uh, let's see, Richie Razzo owns Razzo's Grill. And on Thursday nights, Joe and I have our little band with Everett Pendleton along with Bam the Drummer. Yep. Um, and we're going to play starting, yeah, this coming Thursday, every Thursday night from 7.30 to about 9.45. There's a hard cutoff at Razzo's Grill in Medford, outside under the tent. Awesome. That's I've, I've been out there. I've seen you in the parking lot there as well. So uh, I, I, as much as John John's the biggest fan. I follow you around and I run into you at the oddest places. I think uh, actually in John Nashville. I, John, yeah. In Nashville, John and I ran into you at the garden one day just walking around. Bike um, week. Bike week. That's something. You are everywhere. I'm like, are Lint. you sure there's only one of you? My there? mother calls me Lint. I'm just everywhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Now, here's a question. We kind of glossed over it and we actually skipped ahead. Yes. So you would, I. Just walking in here to the studio, I ran into two friends of mine, Billy and Jennifer Spadafora. They're leaving tomorrow morning for a trip to uh, Nashville. Yes. So tell me, your trip to Nashville. Absolutely. So I've ex- I like to say I've experienced every kind of a Nashville vacation from a daddy-daughter trip. Just me and my dad had gone down. I've done bachelorette parties there. I turned 25 there, sung at Tootsie's. I turned 35 there, sung at Tootsie's. So um, my husband and I decided that um, the honeymoon kicked off on his birthday in May. So we said, let's go see Kid Rock, which was his favorite artist. So we saw Kid Rock in Nashville, downtown, on my husband's birthday, went to Nashville for two nights, and then set sail to uh, Bahamas, and we stayed. We did a Sandals property for seven nights. It was amazing. We did the same one down there. Oh, cool. uh, Royal Bahamian. Long time ago, but that's where we were. They do a great job. Yeah, fantastic. Fun. So fun. That is Well, fun. I met my match, so he's easy. <laughs> and he likes to have a good time, too. <laughs> he's front row. You know, even when the world was shutting down and I still had a few gigs kind of scattered about, um, he was there. He was there at the bar having dinner and just cheering me on. You know, there's like five people left in the restaurant because everybody was in full-blown panic mode from COVID. <laughs> he's always True. there. Okay, back up. Yes. Number one bar, fun time in Nashville. Tootsie's is a staple. That roof deck place, um, is it Jason Aldean's now? Is that yes. where we were? Yep. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Although, hold on, Kid Rock actually came to his bar yes. after we saw him in concert. So, top three. There you That's go. There you go. Cool. And favorite restaurant? Um, I'm going to say Jeff Ruby's. All right. Jeff Ruby's, because um, this was really neat. They had uh, they have their live bands on stage while you're having dinner. And one of these bands that played, um, was it the night after Adam's birthday? It was uh, Six Doctors. They were all, it's like in their mid-60s, and they the name of their band was called The On Calls. <laughs> I love it. They were fantastic. That's awesome. Okay, so if you're in Nashville or heading down there, make sure you follow V's Trail. You'll find it all over Nashville. V's Trail. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah, so I, I want to know. You are known everywhere as Vanessa Salvucci. Yeah, I guess Now I you have this new name. That's right. I Let's, took my husband's name. I'm traditional. Yeah. Okay, what is going to happen here when people are looking for Vanessa Salvucci? How the hell are they going to find you? You know, you before we started, John, you had called me V. 
that might just be it. I might reinvent myself. I might be V or V's Trail would be a great name for the band because we don't even have a band name yet. Okay. There you go. See? It all happens right here at Musicians and Beyond. I didn't stray uh, very far from Salvucci. Salvucci, Sagisi, you know. Yeah. So if people want to find out about where you're playing and all that, how do they do that? Do you have like an Instagram page or anything? Yeah, I just solely use Facebook and Instagram. I've kind of strayed away from having the website because it was honestly like a full-time job and I was I was busting Mark all the time. I need you, I need you all the time to update it. Honestly, Facebook and Instagram might be just the best way. Okay. Yeah. And now, is it Vanessa Salvucci or Vanessa Sagisi? It's still Vanessa Salvucci, that the username, but Sagisi was just added to that. Parenthetically. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a lot of letters. You know, this was, you know, 30, when you get married at 38, you know. Awesome. And Adam is your second biggest fan. Your first biggest fan is your dad. My parents. They are <laughs> at every event that you do. They are. So supportive. And, and it's funny that we have a connection that we found out not too long ago that your mom used to work with my dad. That's right. Isn't oh, that? wow. That's bizarre. I know that. Talk about a small world. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. The the essence of New England. No one leaves. Right. We can yeah. we can trace back. Well, in in episode I think it was eight or nine with Tony Pulio, mm-hmm. we found out he was another connection of ours. That's right. Uh, and he brought up Joe, and that's there when we go. got talking to Joe and trying to make a connection between you and Joe here. Uh, but we will make that happen sometime in the future. Absolutely. That'll be a fun day in the studio, I'm sure, with you two. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get back to you. Yes. You have done a lot of things. You started at 12, sang at the Red Sox. You were inspired by your brother. Very much so. Yeah, yes. he was one of those 80s, 90 boy band <laughs> That's right. Like, took, idols. That's like, right. The girls used to chase him around town. They used to come to the front door and ring the doorbell from all the way from Chicago. Um, yeah, my brother, absolutely, I want to give him a shout out, Mr. Jackie Salvucci. Um, you know, starting at about 18, 19, he just saw an opportunity with uh, Car- Carson Daly. Um, this had to be like 99. Wow. And um, TRL, they had announced that Lou Pearlman, that boy band you know, phenomenon who's no longer with us. Um, but he was responsible for putting together a lot of the boy bands of that, that age. And so my brother went for the auditions and he had some success being on national TV and Rosie O'Donnell had picked him up and, and he had some success. He got to open for, you know, Britney Spears. And I, I watched my brother open for Britney in like the peak of her career. And, um, in bands like VI3 and B Factor and like anything else, you know, you take what you can get and you enjoy it for what it is, but you can't take it too seriously. Like any industry, it's it's a tough industry. Right. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure. So was he one of your biggest inspirations, your brother? He positively was because he was the one that was always telling me that I was either, you know, um, too boring on stage or <laughs> I needed to move more or step up my game. And he was always in my corner, always kind of coaching me through through all of it. Yeah. Always what, good to have someone key, honest. Yeah, what key should I sing this in? And am I okay here? And he's incredible. He really is. And he was out in California for a long time while I was in Florida. I was at Disney. He was in Hollywood. And we still just always met up, kept in touch. You know, he he's he's one of my best buds. That's <laughs> he awesome. He was my best man in my wedding. No was, one better than Jackie. No. <laughs> so let's hear about this Disney thing that you're talking about. Yes, yes. So after college, um, I so I graduated from BU and then found out about this Disney internship. Um, actually, my mom was the one who kind of went digging for it and said, listen, when you graduate, if you're not ready to jump into boring corporate America, why don't you go and work for Disney? Get your corporate experience while still having the chances to audition and be part of the you know, theatrical productions down there. So I did. I auditioned all the time uh, for Disney. I never had any luck. 
I was the the runner-up queen. Always got the callbacks, never got the contract. But kind of a sad story, <laughs> which uh, contributes to my adversity and why I'm so busy now. But um, I, I ended up getting hit with a little uh, thyroid cancer. Well, a big thyroid cancer. Um, I was 23. I was in the midst of auditioning for the Little Mermaid role and got down to the wire. And they said, you know, sweetheart, you've, you've got some protrusion on your throat. I didn't even know what it was. I never even noticed it. So thank you to the director of the show, Mr. Mark Gall. Um, is the reason why he even detected that. So I had to come home and I had to have surgery and I've got this badass scar now across my throat and I was told I'd probably never sing again. So um, that didn't happen. You have right. proven them wrong. <laughs> that's like right. That. Not so, many people know that story. So, so thank you for no, bringing that's, that up. That's great. And that even makes it more real. Yeah. Every, every note that comes out of your mouth thank you. is more meaningful because of what the curveball that you were thrown. I agree. And, and and so when I first came back and after treatments and therapy, like any like anything else, um, as a singer, you you know, it's it's a muscle. Your voice is a muscle and you need to train it and keep it up to par. And I had to go to vocal therapy and I started singing in church just because I could be up in the balcony, not necessarily performing in front of an audience. People could just listen. And I was like, you know, conditioning my voice ever so slowly and, and it worked. And of course, one of the, the things that hit me in the gut was one of my first performances in a church, the priest said, man, you should sing for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just, for those listening at home that think, you know, they've gone through a lot of adversity, let this put it in perspective for you. That's right. right? That's right. To, to keep going, to persevere through it all, kudos to you. And Thanks, to your parents for, and your brother for helping you get through that and, right. and keep moving on. So That's right. That's yeah, there's right. no one more positive than you. You come in here, you have a big smile, you get your beautiful little dog with you. <laughs> Little Alfie. <laughs> little, you know, Alfie can sing too. She may have to do a little song okay. before I leave. I would love to hear that. I would love to hear Elfie sing. We take her everywhere. So I work for Service Master during the day as the Boston uh, commercial sales rep. And so I have to hit these territories that are, you know, these beach towns like Marblehead and Swampscott. And all of these women have their dogs in their office hanging out under their desk. And I'm saying, geez, why do I have Alfie at home? So I slapped on a Service Master t-shirt with her and she's become my little mascot. That's awesome. And <laughs> so Service Master out of where? Out of Stoneham, Excellent. Wilmington and Rochester, New Hampshire. So if you need help with Service Master, you call <laughs> Vanessa at? That's right. Ooh, uh, well, okay, we can call my cell phone. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. 781-799-0154. When your property's running amok, we clean up your yuck. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Dan Noyes is going to be happy about that one. <laughs> you keep me on my toes, gentlemen. Absolutely. That's what we do here at Musicians and Beyond. Nothing is sacred here, Mark. Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. We will throw it all on the table. <laughs> so you do your... The V band. Do we do we name it the V band? V's trail. V's trail. Okay, so you got V's trail going. And then you have Vinyl Groove. Vinyl, Vinyl groove. groove. Let's not forget that. That's Absolutely. I sing uh I've been I've been popping in and out with uh Mr. Steven Virgilio, put Vinyl Groove together. Um it's all dance music from the sixties, seventies and and even eighties. Um we play all over the place, but we have a couple of upcoming things like we're opening up for the Temptations Friday night, July eighth, outside nice. at the Kowloon. Super fun. Um and then we also have a bunch of the, you know, fishermen's feasts and the Italian festivals coming up and things like that they also playing at the naswa a couple times this summer um, uh -huh. as am i so this is this is uh, wow. your territory john this is my neck of the woods correct so the last time i saw john up at bike week a uh, bunch of us ended up on on john's boat with his family yes. on lake winnipesaukee yes. thank you that was a blast it was a great time no surprise there always always fun 
And I'll be at the the Blue Bistro Supper Club at the Naswa July 16th. Excellent. We're going to have to put that in the Make schedule. Make a reservation. That's right. Let's do it. We All can right. tell them we know Vanessa. I, you know, From I'll Lee's go, Trail. I'll go away at the drop of a hat. So if we're traveling, we're traveling. Jewelry. Absolutely. And Vanessa, you were blindsided by your, your cancer diagnosis. I was. Really humbled you. And you have done a lot for... I'm sorry. I don't know if there's any humbling her. <laughs> You've done work with other charities to give back. You've done a lot of your musical talents and, and so forth. And I, Thank you, John. I have. Um, yes, I've donated uh, a lot of my time and my voice are national anthems. And I know this particular episode is dedicated to a police chief. Um, do, we, do we mention what town he's from? He's from Pepperell, Massachusetts. Oh, there you go. Cool. Okay. So yeah, anything from the Boston Police Foundation to obviously all the sports teams of New England, but the American Cancer Society in particular, um, the Shriners, the Professional Firefighters of Massachusetts. I could go on and on. Um, a ton of charities. Yep. Uh, make a wish. Make a wish. Challenger Day. Um, it's been great. It's awesome. been great. Yeah, awesome. I love it. You are a uh, one of the models or the uh, faces of Lakes Region Bracelet, he which means is hand model, by the way. <laughs> which is uh, a company that has a line of sterling silver jewelry, and they give back partial proceeds of all their sales to the Make a Wish Foundation. And they're beautiful pieces, if I may say. And I like to wear them when I do sing the national anthems for some of the professional sports teams because, John, you've done a lot for me, so that's easily my way of throwing it back. It's the <laughs> least we can do. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you. V's Trail. More along V's Trail. <laughs> so going along the map of V's Trail. Giddy up. Right? And no pun intended because you're a big uh, horse race fan. I am. We had a derby wedding. You, you've talked about being down at Disney. You were working there, not performing as much as you wanted to. What would be the highlight of your performances so far? Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to say easily singing for the Patriots, and I'll tell you why. So I'm kind of a late bloomer, if you haven't figured this out yet, which I love. I love being a late bloomer because you do appreciate things more when you experience them mm -hmm. after a lot of trials and tribulations. So when I was like about, I don't know, 33, I said in the next five years, I want to be able to sing the national anthem for all of the New England professional sports teams, including NASCAR up at Loudoun, New Hampshire. And I did it. And I had um, this collage and there were just enough squares to put a picture of me singing in each of the stadiums. And the only one that remained empty were the Patriots. It's the hardest team to sing for. There's only eight home games, let's be real. And um, I had done a lot of work for um, Bob Kraft's other team, the New England Revolution, for all you soccer fans. And um, I ended up getting finally called to come and do a preseason Patriots game, but it was great. It was against Carolina. And Bob Kraft came down and met me and, and, and said hello. And I was finally, I told him that story. I said I was finally able to fill my square. Um, pretty cool. Can I tell another cool story about of course a, a chief a, a chief of Foxborough. So this is kind of strange. I also sing at a lot of funerals all throughout the Archdiocese of Boston on my lunch hour, and um, I had met the chief of police of Foxborough, Mr. Billy Baker. The guy is remarkable, and um, incredible family man. I met him at this funeral, and he said to me, 
so randomly, um, you, you truly made me want to cry today. You know, my, my wife lost a family member and you just got inside me and I, it felt so good to be able to cry today. Thank you so much. Well, this is a grown man. He hands me his card and says, if there's anything I can ever do for you, just put me in your Rolodex. I'm the chief of police of Foxborough. And my name is Bill Baker. Okay. Like, why would I ever need that? But you know what? Great. I held on to it. When I finally got asked to sing the anthem at the Patriots game, it was the day that, or the week that he was retiring from Foxborough wow. from his uh, position. So he was there. How Amazing. Cr- wild. That is so, so cool. Yeah, just weird. I, I just, I reached out to him and I said, you're not going to believe this, but um, I, I met you and you know I sang at your your wife's aunt's funeral and I'm here doing the anthem. He said, hold, hold, I do remember you. I'm going to get Bob. And he pulled Bob down onto the field to say hello. And I'll, wow. I'll never forget that. So my dad got to meet Bob Kraft and it was wow. really neat. And it was Brady's last year. That was the end of the dynasty. That is a great story. Yeah. You got stories. The, the V trail just keeps going on could, and on I, and on. I could keep going. <laughs> Shut me up. No. Again, it, it goes on and on and on. The last days of doo wop. Yes. You were like the the kingpin up there on on stage of, of this uh, Richard Willis production. That's right. That's right. We'll talk about Richie. Um, so Richie's another local legend. Um, the guy is just incredible. He and I became very dear friends over the last few years, and he has put together a bunch of original productions that include, you know, some are, are timepieces, some have you know script and characters, some are just musical medleys where there's actually like a live band on stage. I've done every Richie show since, I don't know, 2016 maybe. And um, we just wrapped up uh, the last days of doo in April. It was supposed to be in January, but of course Omicron had spiked and we were able to get the show in in April. It was fantastic. And he has another one coming up in November at the Stoneham Theater featuring all of these incredible singers like Eric Brumley and uh, Brenda Lau. I could go on and on. Um, it's called Their Songs Live On and it will be at the Stoneham Theater uh, November t- the weekend of November 12th. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. We will be there. Mark, we in? I'm we in. have a date? Yes, we do. All right. Thank you for you, asking me out. Heard. That Eric guy has an incredible voice. Oh, he's, he's on another level. Yeah, he is rock star. He is a rock star. Him, John Grant, all those singers are, are incredible. Yeah. Curtis Scudieri. Okay, who's the girl that was in, she won the Idol or? Yeah, um, Brenda Lau. She's um she's from Panama, but originally of Chinese descent. She's absolutely beautiful. She is, uh, I think she speaks like five languages. She can sing in all of them, and her voice is dynamite. And she was one of the the jewels who was we were all in a girl group together in the show that was supposed to take place back in like the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, she was good too. Another place I ran into you guys. Uh, yes, you yes. say I'm everywhere. Wow, your theme's gonna be I'm an everywhere man. <laughs> I like it. Maybe Sign we, her up. We broadcast the show as V's Trails from here on out. Could be. Yeah, can we change the name of our... Trails, Trials. We, let, let's, it might be both. Trails, trials, and trials. The Trials and Tribulations of V's Trails. <laughs> V's Happy Trials. Get it? <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're going to have to give her a minute. She's cracking herself up over there, so it's going to take a few minutes for her to get her breath back. You know giggles. <laughs> um... Uh, what else do you have coming up? Oh my God. Um, married life. <laughs> 
well, Mark, I'm making chicken cutlets tonight. <laughs> what, at what time will they be ready? <laughs> After band practice at seven. Um, God, there's like, there's, there's so much coming up. Um, I don't have a Red Sox date yet, but I think I have a national anthem coming up this summer at Fenway. Um, just, I really want to focus, clearly I, my focus is spread across the board. Um, just trying to balance both, you know, your, your practicality, which is my day job. And then also, um, all of your musical adventures. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's nice. Like I say, you will, as a, as an artist, people say what we know you're, you're so happy all the time. I'm happy because I'm able to do both. Right. I don't just put all of my energy into music where I'm, you know, having to worry about when the next paycheck is coming because there's no gig or um, it's a really crappy feeling. I've been through that before where I just did music for a couple of years. It was sustainable, but it was very difficult when you yeah. can have you know, uh, some kind of a practical foundation and, you know, you have your benefits and you have your day job and then everything else is just extra. I finally got it. I figured that out in my thirties. I wish I figured that out in my twenties. But <laughs> Like you said, you're a late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. It's all right. You're handling it. Very That's right. Well. Stay tuned. There is more to come. <laughs> There's much more to come. And now you got the title as wife thrown in there too. I, and that's right. That's right. I got so it. You're, and, and, you're really juggling. That's the easiest job. Yeah. Yeah. When it's right, it's right. When it's right, it's right. Well, I have to tell you, he's he's a very lucky man. I stopped over years ago to Vanessa's parents' house. We were just going over what she wanted to do with her website, and we were talking about that. And I was literally just stopping by to, to get some ideas of what we were looking at. I had a five-course meal in a matter of – and it, it was a very short period of time. But boy, mama. They, mama fed me like no one's business. Really? that That's interesting. I've, I've met Mr. and Mrs. Salvucci quite a few times. They've never invited me over. <laughs> it's coming. All right. I'm going to hold them to it. Let me tell you, she can cook. She can cook. Oh, yeah. Mama Salvucci. <laughs> Vanessa, you had told me something quite a while ago about a goal of yours. You're looking at me like, what the which, hell was this? One? Which one? Whatever, whatever we're we speaking so, of. So, yeah, but no, that's great. You have a lot of goals and you're, you're knocking them down one by one. One of them that you told me was wicked interesting and I can't wait for it to happen to you is... You had told me that you want to be the official voice of right. a character. Yes. And I can see that. Like, yeah, I do remember that. That's amazing. Tell me, what like, what kind of character? What, I, would, I don't care if it's a cartoon fish. I, I still have not, you, you talk about all these things that I've been able to check off my list. I still have yet to sing for the Walt Disney Company. And I think it's coming. It's coming, and I don't care if it's an animated um, character that's a, a fish or a piece of grass. <laughs> I do. I want to be um, a, a voice. You know what? I'm putting this out into the universe right now. Here we go. Yes, you have. Yes. Put it out there. Disney, I want to be the voice of an animated character. Ask, believe. You will receive. Receive. <laughs> Correct. How do you remember that? I remember that. You remember everything. Well... I don't, I don't re remember the important things. I just, <laughs> <laughs> that's important. I'm just Well, teasing. thank you for remembering that. No, that's, that's something. And I think, well, not even I think, I know that that will happen for you because good things happen to good people and you are a good person. Yeah, yeah. I like that. How would you animate your voice? Oh. Let's hear it. I if you were going to do a character right I now. Just, oh, I don't know. No, you can't no, put me on this spot. Her, I can, dude, her voice is character like the way it is. It is, but it's I want to. Perfect. I want to see what she's going to bring to the table when she's a fish. She, she, no, she's going to be better than a fish. She's going to be like, like a, the hyena or, or something like cool. Because I laugh a lot. Well, you know, Disney's. So the reason why I'd always get turned away is they'd say, geez, man, like, where are you from? I'd say, Boston. 
Boston. You sound like Dolly Parton. You know, you sound like you have this uh, this um, like timbre to your voice. I don't know. So maybe it would be like a like a southern pig on a farm or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. With a twang. <laughs> What else is going on in your life? I feel like we covered so much already. We have, but let's Um, go. You you got stories. I have a lot of stories. Um, Oh my God, where do I begin? Um, Should we talk about the uh, sad things or the happy things? (laughs) Anything you want. Let's 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 do it. We can talk about, like you said, the um, what this episode is. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So yes. So after. after getting hit with thyroid cancer at 23, um, last spring, I got hit with a little breast cancer. Um, so that kind of shook me up again. And like anything else, we just, we got through it. And um, yeah, I, I if you want to get serious, I highly recommend women go for mammograms sooner than 40, which is the recommended age because it's just, um, it's, it's very prevalent in a lot of places. Um, and it affects everything. You know, it affects your fertility. It affects... Um, everything. And I, I, I have to say, I think I worked extra last summer just to distract me from the millions of doctor's appointments. And I had a, I had a ton of musical gigs. So that's how I stay up. That's my medicine. That's my fuel. You have to stay out of your head, do what you got to do and just find joy, find joy. Great advice for everybody. Yeah, it is. It is. You have to. You're super inspirational. Like the way that you handle all of this stuff. So there's a lot of uh, baseball connotations during this. You were at home plate, end of the game, last pitch, and they threw you this unbelievable curveball with this second cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And you just grabbed that ball and you hit it out of the park. You took what was thrown at you and turned it into something good. You strong, inspirational for other people, talking about it openly. Thank you. It's it's really, really touching. You know, when you talked about going through the thyroid and, and you know, the trail end of that and being told you might not sing, you actually kept going and you tried out for a couple of things. Um, and I think one of them may have been a pretty big show that's been on TV for a long time. Yeah. Tell us about that experience. Sure. So when I was, um, well, there's obviously a lot of re- rejection. There's a lot of rejection in life when people say, oh, the music industry is filled with rejection. Yeah. Well, so is life. <laughs> so is dating. So is right, yeah. job interviews, you know, uh, even relationships failing. There's, there's, so, so much rejection and, um, it is, it's part of life. So I'm going to say at 17, I didn't really understand rejection because I got lucky. Um, I followed my brother to an audition for a TV show that was on, um, at the time the WB, remember the WWWB and, uh, that was called pop stars. So I want to say they went to um, seven cities. They potentially auditioned about a thousand kids, guys and girls, uh, in each city. And out of the seven thousand, they chose twenty-five to fly out to Los Angeles for the final round. You know, you you go through a workshop of singing and dancing, and ultimately they were to pick three guys, three girls to form this co-ed pop group. And um, they didn't have too much success. Um, like anything else, you'd take a risk. But um, my brother and I ended up in the top 25. Now, we don't look that much alike. He's a little older. And when you went into the room, you were a number, not a name. They didn't know we were related. But we did get to go and fly out to LA and be on this TV show. And so my brother ended up making it even further than I did. I think he made it to like the top 10. Again, another runner-up king and, you know, <laughs> never the contract. But um, 
again, just what a cool experience just to get handpicked like that because they saw something special and you, you try to hold on to that. But then, you know, in time you get, you get told a lot of things that, um, you're too much of something or you're not enough of something. Again, that's life. But if you want to do something again, um, my dad had said to me, you know, what are you running around for? And, asking people if you're talented or not. Do you think you're talented? Go buy a microphone, go buy a speaker and go book yourself a gig. And I did. And that was it. And I don't, I didn't need an agent. I am my agent. I do all the booking. And if someone wants to call me to do something, you know, and take a piece of it because, you know, they're the booking agent, of course, I'm going to, you know, accept that. But the idea is you're going to have fans and you're going to have people that just don't care to listen to you like every band in the world. So find your niche, find your audience. That's my advice. There's no such thing as making it. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? It's funny you say that because we've asked a a number of the guests on the show, what is some of the advice you'd give? And that, so what you just gave is perfect. I mean, no prompting and you know what, you know what you have to offer to the people going through it. And, you know, even like being on Broadway in Nashville, I mean, you walk into any restaurant and bar and, you know, one, one person's just better than the next. So, and that's a free concert, (laughs) you know, so... I think it's, that's it. That's my advice. You find your niche. You find your audience. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you to your dad for giving you that advice. <laughs> yes. I, I'll thank yeah. him. It's <laughs> so you and your brother are both talented. How about your mother and father? Anything? <laughs> um, music wise, you know, believe it or not, they actually can sing a little and they can like harmonize and stuff. And then they do it jokingly, but um, they just were not of that, uh, not in that in that time really? did they so pursue anything. Where did you guys get the passion to do it? Who knows? You know, my my mom's dad, my grandfather, yeah. had an incredible voice, and he used to sing out the window in the North End all the time. And <laughs> he's a, a a veteran and everything. And then my my dad's mom, she sounded like Judy Garland. So I don't know. It 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 could have maybe skipped a generation, no. <laughs> but uh, I think everybody can sing a little. Just how much you want to put the work into it, you know. And whether anyone wants to hear you. That's right. That's exactly. Again, find your audience. (laughs) Hey, Rob Zombie has people that love to listen to him. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, Musicians and beyond. We are um, a couple of guys that love music. That's right. We have friends that are talented. That's that's all we need. Like I was saying, it's in here. (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa was pointing to herself. (laughs) I was pointing to your heart, John. I know what you were doing. We just want to help musicians and anyone in the music industry and make connections. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all about really connecting people and networking. And Absolutely. It, it's, we're only on episode number 10, and we've had some amazing guests, and we have some, like, guests that are slated to come on that have literally sold 10, 15 million albums, and these people have committed in you know, for a couple of knuckleheads like us to, to have that happen is like... Everyone needs knuckleheads. And everyone needs here knuckle. Like, seriously, we're very blessed to be able to know the people that we know and have them come in. I mean, you took time out of your day to come in, into the studio to hang out with us. Well, it was my pleasure. I'm with with the, Alfie. And the knucklehead networkers. Right? <laughs> Wait a second. Let's that's, build on that's not v, V's trail in the <laughs> knucklehead networkers. <laughs> I think that's the name of our but new band. By the end, in a market eye in it, you're, you're doomed. I thought you wanted to make it. You wanted success? You're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah you don't want us. But we are here to be your fans. We, we are fans of yours, for sure. 
This is true. So what, one of the things we've talked about um, trying to put together is you know, we went down to Nashville a couple of times. We've talked about this for a number of years. We finally got the podcast up and running and we're, we're having fun doing it. Part of that is also trying to build a, a fan base that might want to go out and see something like the Bluebird Cafe down yes. in Nashville. Put some singers and songwriters in a room and let people hear the stories of the music that's behind it. And uh, so that's where we're going. That's that's the longer projected road, uh, but we're, we're we're building up towards that. And part of that is having you here, because you. you will be in that room at one point. That's and, right. Uh, so yeah, that's our goal. I, I think it's amazing because Boston doesn't really have that. Um, you know, what an iconic place like the Bluebird in Nashville to be inspired by or to sort of mimic that because. Yeah. Everybody wants to be entertained, you know. There's nothing better for the soul than to go out to a comedy show. You know, there's another big group of people that we're all connected Absolutely. to, you know, our Boston comics, who we love them, um, or just live music or being able to dance, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like in Boston, you just, if you're if you're not in, co- in college, like there's like nowhere to go to dance. Right. Now, you, you mentioned that the comedy scene here in Boston is great. We're going to try and put together a listening room where people can do that. But you've shared the stage with some of the comics uh, I have. in some of your productions. Who, who have you been up there with? Oh, my God. Um, Steve Sweeney. He He's just on another level. He is fantastic. I actually spoke with him this week. He, he needs me to do something for him, a, a national anthem for some event. But Lenny Clark... Um, God, Steve Sweeney, Tony V. Tony so V, a Johnny PZ. Johnny PZ is my boyfriend. He's <laughs> a great guy. Good, great character. Yeah, we've done a ton of shows together. Um, even even uh, Hank Morris is out, of, out yeah. of Medford, and he gets up there and does his thing. But I, I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. I don't think I... Oh, God. Well, Paul D'Angelo. I've Paul just, D'Angelo, oh my Dave God, Russo. Yeah, Dave uh, Russo. The, keep the going. On, but you, you, they've, who's performed in some of the productions with you up in Stoneham? Yeah, so um, Johnny Peasy is a, is a Stoneham Theater uh, icon, yeah. as well as uh, um, T- Tony V yeah. and um, Mike Katrubas. He, sure. he, he was just in this uh, yep. this last production, and I had never met him before. We had a ball. Again, we have more fun off stage than we do on stage because all we do is just pull pranks yep. on each other throughout you know the entire in between sets. That's great. <laughs> well, those are some great personalities to be working with. Yes, I agree. Good for you. Um, next up would be a question about who's the funniest out of them all. Aww. Oh, let's put ah. you on the spot. You can't do that to the uh, poor girl. She told me before the show she loves them all. I do. They are all so freaking funny. Oh, yes, you're smooth. Right? <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about Vinyl Groove. Who's performing in Vinyl Groove with you? Yeah, so... Um, Over so the years, you've been associated exactly. as well. Exactly. So yeah. this has been sort of um, like, a, like a, a, a home base and a hodgepodge, and people come filtering in and out. But for the most part, it's been um, Stephen Virgilio and um, the girls from Family affair uh lisa rossetti and michelle progers mm-hmm. um love them so much and then we have uh, pedro rivera and garrison bond and sometimes billy pizzullo Excellent. but steven virgilio is 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 the is the the home base of vinyl groove it's okay. that's his baby and um you know he gets that music just is there's it, just a yearning for that music so let's, let's remind everyone yeah. again you're Absolutely. gonna be up at the kowloon yep outside um, Opening for the Temptations. Oh, yeah. Friday, July 8th. Call now. Get your table. It's like a big oasis out there. It's a blast. Um, and we actually just opened up for, do you remember the Cover Girls? Remember I the do. Remember yes. the, the 80s yes. group, the yep. cover, they the sang cover Show yep. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we opened for them last week, and there had to be over 
well over 300 people, but we it was freezing. It was yeah. like this oh, was bizarre, yeah. cold, windy. I mean, the Kowloon's like a you know on a big hill, and it was it was freezing. I but everybody stayed. Everybody stayed, and we we played well into the well into the, uh, the Good night. Good for you. Yeah. Do you want to get Elfie to sing? Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna get Elfie to sing. Hold on. A second. All right. Yeah. Let you came all the way here to the studio, so we would like to to hear. A song. Okay, you know, so it, the Knucklehead uh, Network is like to bring a lot to the stage. And sometimes it's not just the performers that you expect to see on the podcast. Sometimes it's going to be someone that you didn't expect. Today in studio, Vanessa Salvucci Sagisi has brought in Alfie, the singing dog. Do I have to change my dog's name now, too? Apparently. <laughs> I think that's up to Alfie. Okay, so Alfie is, you know, everybody thinks their dog is very special, but she definitely is special. So I sing a lot around the house. And, you know, one day I just, I, I hear her mimic me and she's howling so um maybe she'll do it today hold on one second alfie would you like to sing oh i'm getting kisses first hold on she, she knows it's coming <laughs> what, oh she's she's yawning she's stretching you want to sing a song for the podcast sing alfie sing sing alfie sing alfie oh my god <laughs> It's not every day you get the singing dog, Alfie, in studio. Thank you, Alfie, We're for still being in studio. On the words. Yeah, the lyrics are tough. Lyrics that was are good. Tough. Very good, Alfie. I wish I had a bone for you. John's going to have a bone to pick with me later. No, no, that's fine. That's uh, impressive. It was very, very impressive. Yeah, on command. Yeah. Alfie, yeah. everybody. Alfie. Yeah, Alfie. And what about Vanessa? Can <laughs> Vanessa sing on, on command? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, um, I, I didn't even think about what song I would sing today. You sing everything from 1930s music. <laughs> I do. Right? City's, All the way City through the- City of Angels. You've got, City of Angels. Yeah. That's fine. I forgot about that one. Yeah, let's- Why not? Do our research. Patriotic. Yeah, let's do a patriotic song. That's good. <laughs> that just perked you up. Yeah, let's um, go. Let's hit it. Um, I'll do a little snippet. Yeah, a little snippet. I could do that. Just like a little- Like a snippet. Yeah, do a little snippet. We'll- yeah, uh, so Vanessa, with the yeah. uh, 4th of July coming up and uh, honoring America, do you, do you have anything that you could, you know, maybe just give us a little snippet of? I, a snippet, that's the... I like it. <laughs> yes, John, that's the key word. wonder where we got that word from. <laughs> well, probably the knucklehead networker. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure thing, here we go. <clears throat> One of my faves. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. Amazing. Thank you, Vanessa, for that. Anytime. <laughs> Again. Again, Vanessa Salvucci, how do people find you and wh what you're doing? Yeah, just um, follow me on, honestly, Facebook or Instagram. Um, it's just Vanessa Salvucci, but recently married. I am I'm transitioning to Sagisi, but I, I'm really digging the V's trail. I really like that, Mark. <laughs> well, let's do it. Well, th thanks again for coming in. And again, today's episode 10 was in honor of Police Chief David Scott. And if you go to his Instagram page, Team14Strong, you can help support his cause and help the American Cancer Society and the Jimmy Fund. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we had Vanessa Salvucci Sagisi. 
I almost forgot that. <laughs> well, I want to give give a big thank you to both of you, Mr. John Sarabian and Mark Lahorn, for having me on. Um, you guys have been in my life for nearly, what, about 11 years, maybe? 10, 11 We've years? We've been very fortunate to have your friendship over the years. So. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I Thanks. appreciate you guys, and thank you uh, for your service, Chief Scott. Thank you, and thank you for being our friend. <laughs>